over the next 10 podcast episodes, I'm going to take you through my top 10 tips for franchisees. So today on episode two, we're going to talk about knowing your numbers. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Tracy Leake and I've been supporting franchisees to build profitable businesses and lives for more than a decade. I'm the first to say that business is far simpler than we make it. So how do you build a successful and profitable franchise business without the stress and struggle? Welcome to the Profitable Franchisees Podcast. So I thought a really great way to get this podcast started would take you through my top 10 tips for franchisees and of course how to be more profitable as a franchisee. So my tip number one today is all about knowing your numbers, which of course is absolutely essential to being more profitable. I think this is the biggest thing that I notice with franchisees is they just don't understand the numbers of their business very well. It's really important if you want to grow and build a business that you understand the numbers of your business. Now, I need to tell you, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a financial planner, I can't advise you on tax and I can't tell you if these numbers will or won't work for you. But what I can do is talk to you about how to use the numbers in your business to grow your business from a business owner's perspective. The biggest issue I find, and this is in business in general actually, not just the numbers, is that most business owners, most franchisees actually overcomplicate their business. They make it too hard and that's why it's so hard to grow and build. The simpler you can keep your business, the easier it is to grow and build. And this is the same thing with your numbers. I'm not talking about sitting down and reading your P&L and understanding your balance sheet. I'm talking about how we could sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, maybe a calculator, and work out the numbers in your business and come up with a plan to grow and build it. It's a really simple way of doing it. It's not to the last cent. It's not exact. But it gives you a really great way to actually work and build on your business with some simple and easy tasks. The biggest problem most franchisees have with their numbers is they're trying to look at them as too big of a pile. It's too much. You know, my favorite sayings, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. Same thing with your numbers. We need to break them down to a bite at a time. So I'm going to take you through a little process here, but I want you to think a bit like your business, like baking a cake. If we follow a recipe with the cake, we're going to get a cake at the end. The problem a lot of people have is is that they don't follow the recipe to a T or they've never created a recipe to bake the cake. Or worse still, they mix all the ingredients but forgot to forget to put it in the oven. So it's really important that we think about the numbers in your business and we work out a plan that's going to work for you. This is why I always say in franchising that within a brand, all of the franchisees are running a similar business, not the same business, because every franchisee is an individual. So their business is going to be slightly different. So for example, you might be um, a young parent who's got some children that are not even yet at school. You could want different things from your business compared to someone who's nearing retirement All of their kids have left home. In fact, they've got grandkids. The amount of time they have to put towards their business or what they want to gain from their business, what are they working towards, could be very, very different. So these numbers have to be individualized to you. You need to really think about your business in your terms. 
Now also today, I'm going to take you through some numbers and depending on your business, you might need to tweak some of them. So I want you to think of this a bit like a template to actually work from it. You know, if you're in a retail outlet, when we get down to leads and conversion rate, you might need to change that around a little bit compared to say a service business where you're going to have sales appointments. So I'm going to probably work from that service-based business perspective with these numbers and realize that when you're working in retail outlets, you need to just tweak a little bit as we go along. But I can't cover every business type. So this is the basic template to work from. So when you think about your numbers, always start with how much profit you would like to make. It's so funny, especially in Australia, that a lot of people focus on their turnover or revenue or total sales when really the first number you need to work out is your profit amount. You know, have you ever met someone in a networking event who tells you, oh, you know, my business turns over $5 million a year. But what they're forgetting to tell you is it's costing them $5.5 million to run it. So they're actually making a loss of half a million dollars. I would much rather a business turning over 200000 and making me $100,000 profit then being able to say I had a $5 million business that's costing me half a million dollars to own. So always start with the profit amount. Now, if you're brand new into your franchise, and I do this a lot with brand new franchisees, I always say you want to start with what I would call stage one profit. Now, what do I mean by stage one profit? Well, this is the profit that you need to make to cover your expenses at home, what you need to take home from your business to live your life. And I always think that this amount should be a little more than what you need. It, it, it's worth making it worthwhile to be in business. Of course, you're going to want to go through further stages of profit. I don't want you to ever stay at like the personal expenses break even profit or stage one profit. I want you to grow from that. But it's the first stage of profit you need to make, that profit that makes it worthwhile for you to be in business. And then as you grow your business, you'll go to the second stage of profit, which is, oh, this is nice. I'm making some extra profit. Then you start to get to stage three of like, wow, this is great. And hopefully you get to stage four or five of profit, which is, wow, I'm making awesome profit in my business. But if you're new in business, start with stage one profit what you need to be making to cover all your expenses at home and to make it worthwhile for you to be in business. You should always be making profit in your business. Otherwise, it's not worthwhile to be in business. Now, if you're a longer term franchisee, you can make the choice here. Either it's the profit amount that you would like to make in a year, or you can also focus on how much extra profit you would like to make. So you might say, I want to be making $200,000 of profit, or you might already be making $200,000 of profit and say, how could I make an extra $40,000 profit in the next year? So it's up to you of what profit amount you use, but it's the first number you should be looking at. How much profit do I want to be making in my business for the year? Once we know that profit amount for the year, we would then want to turn that into what turnover do we need to be doing to make that profit or what's our total sales or our revenue, whatever you like to call it. This means we're taking our profit amount and then adding on to it the expenses that would be payable to make that sort of profit. You know, this is adding in if you have a lease, it's staff wages, product costs, insurances, anything you need to be able to make that sort of profit. What's the total turnover 
your business needs to make so that you can pay your expenses and make that profit amount that you've actually already stated. Once again, this is for a year. And just remember as a friendly reminder, we're talking about what I would call back of the envelope numbers. It doesn't have to be down to the last cent, doesn't have to be down to the last dollar. It's the numbers that are coming to you around about in your head. So we're just doing it on a sheet of paper with a pen. Now, as I said that saying, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. Looking at your turnover or revenue for a year is like an elephant. It's too big. We need to break that down into a bite-sized piece. And I call this a billable cycle. How often would you have a customer coming in to buy from you? So if you're in a service-based business, so say you're in the trade services or um, maybe a bookkeeper or a white-collar business, you're probably going to be invoicing your clients or servicing them maybe once a month. So it might be monthly. If you're in something like a cafe or a food outlet, then it's probably going to be a daily amount. So break that down. Now, I'd suggest the three to choose from a daily, weekly or monthly Once you know your cycle, you can break your revenue or your turnover for the year down to that billable cycle. So if you've said monthly, just divide your turnover by 12. If you've said weekly, divide it by 52. If you've said daily, divide it by 365. Hey, I just wanted to take a minute from the podcast to tell you about an upcoming event that the Franchise Council of Australia is holding. It's the Multi-Unit Summit on Friday, the 9th of August, 2019. We all know that small business requires skill, balance and forethought and hard work. If you want to grow in either numbers of locations or quality of your operations, then the Multi-Unit Franchising Summit is a must-attend event. The Franchise Council of Australia has organised top business speakers who will be sharing their experiences and franchising success stories in a comprehensive, exciting and informative day. Head over to the Franchise Council of Australia's website at www.franchise.org.au for more details. I'll be helping out on the day, so please come and say hi, and I look forward to seeing you there. The next thing you need to know in your numbers is what's an average sale worth to you. So on average, when a customer buys from you, how much are they spending? Now, this can vary a little bit, and this is where you need to start thinking about who's your ideal customer. Do you want an ideal customer that's buying a small amount from you, a medium amount or a larger amount? This is something I do with brand new franchisees when I'm helping them to try and work out who their ideal customer is because we actually do the numbers based on that. If you've been long established in your business or established even for a short certain period of time, you should be able to actually go to your figures and work out what your average dollar sale is. If you're in a service-based business, it's basically your turnover divided by the number of invoices you've sent out. Um, If you're in a retail outlet, you probably have this within your point of sale system to be able to work out what an average sale is worth. But what you need to do is to work out what that average sale is worth and write that down. Because what we're simply then going to discover is how many customers do you need? So this is your billable cycle, be that daily, weekly or monthly, divided by the average dollar sale. This will give you the number of customers you need. So I'm going to make up some numbers here, but say you need to do $10,000 of turnover a month and an average customer is worth $1,000 to you. 
Well, that would simply mean you'd need 10 customers a month to be turning over $10,000 every month. And then you do that every month for 12 months to get $120,000 turnover. And then let's say your profit margin's 50% and that's so you can make $60,000 a year. Can you start to see we're basically just reverse engineering things. We're working it back from your profit amount to work out what needs to happen in your business. So there's one more step. After we know how many customers you need, what we need to know is how many leads or inquiries do you need to get those customers? And the difference between this is your conversion rate. Do you sell to one in two, one in five, three in four? What is your conversion rate? A little tip for you here. You can guesstimate what this is at the moment if you don't know for sure, but you should definitely measure it. You should definitely work out what your actual conversion rate is. I often have franchisees telling me if I say to them, what's your conversion rate? They'll say, oh yeah, it's like 80, 90%. But when we actually measure it, we find out that it might be more like 40%, which is a massive difference in your business. Oftentimes when people are guesstimating their conversion rate, they overguesstimate it. They think they're doing far better than they actually are. So if you don't know what your conversion rate is for sure, this is something that you might want to work on and actually start to measure. But once we know our conversion rate, then that will tell us how many leads or inquiries we need. So let's use my little basic example of $10,000 turnover a month. $1,000 customer is what they're worth. So we need 10 customers. And let's say that our sales are one in three, so about 30%. So for every three people we talk to, one of them will buy from us. So if we need 10 customers, then that simply means that we need 30 leads a month, one a day. So why have I told you all of these things? Well, a couple of reasons. One, we need to work out what we actually need to do in our business. So we now know what we need to keep as our conversion rate or beat. Okay, so we need to, every three leads we get, we need to sell one. So we need to maintain that or do better. We need 30 leads a month. So now we can work out what marketing we need to do to get those 30 leads or to do better. We also know that on average, a customer's spending $1,000 with us. So we need to maintain that or do better. And the trick is here that once you know your numbers, I suggest you want to beat them. Instead of aiming for 30 leads a month, what would happen if you aimed for 32 leads a month? Instead of selling to one in three, what happens if we could get that back to one in two? What happens if instead of $1,000 average dollar sale, we could get that to $1,100? That's a really great little thing to do to see what would happen if you just did a little extra in your business. But the stage, first stage is, is understanding your numbers. What profit amount do you want to make? What's that in a yearly turnover? Break that back to a billable cycle, so a bite-sized piece instead of the whole elephant. What's our average dollar sale? How much is each customer purchasing from us on average? Which means how many customers do we need in that billable cycle? Work out what our conversion rate is, how many people we're selling to compared to leads, which will tell us the number of leads we need in our business. This is how simple it can be in your business. Now you know what you need to focus on. Oftentimes, brand new franchisees come out of training and they think when they're doing their marketing that they've got to market to thousands of people to find, you know, 10 customers. 
no, we need to do marketing to find 30 leads to get 10 customers, as we've done in that little example I've given you. So something that I do with many business owners, and it it seems really weird little thing to do, but I can't tell you how much this will help. And that's to turn those numbers into something visual. So let's say that you're working on your marketing and you need to get those 30 leads. Well, simply get out a piece of paper and draw 30 circles on it. Like I'm serious, this works. Get out a piece of paper, draw 30 circles on it. And every time you generate a lead, you get to put a star in a circle or ticket or colour it in, whatever it may be. And it will help you to stay on track because halfway through the month, you're going, oh, wow, I've only got 10 leads and I need to get 30, right? I need to do better. Or, hey, I've already got 20 leads. Great. How could I smash my 30 target? If you've got kids, the best thing to do is get that sheet of paper with the circles on it and put it on your fridge at home. Go down to the local supermarket or office works or somewhere, grab a packet of stars. They cost about $2. And every time that you get one, they get to put a star into a circle. Now, you can do the same thing for customers. You might be focused on your marketing or you might be focused on your conversion rate. So you're actually looking for how can I get my 10 customers? So they put a star in a circle for the 10 customers. Whichever way it is, something visual like that, something happens and it will help you to achieve it because you're keeping it front of mind. It's keeping you focused. Don't try and store this in your brain. I don't know about you. I can go to the supermarket and go, right, I need to remember to pick up rubbish bags. And guess what? I'll come home and I will have forgotten rubbish bags because I tried to just remember it in my brain. Whereas if you go with the list, you won't forget things. So the same thing in your business. Don't just have it in your head. Oh, I need 30 leads. Keep a track of it. This is self-accountability. Accountability is not a bad word. It's actually really good. But the best type of accountability is the accountability you keep with yourself. And if you're struggling with that, as I said, if you've got kids, they are the best accountability coaches you will ever meet. (laughs) I'm just interrupting today's podcast with a little reminder. If you're enjoying this episode, make sure you share it with your fellow franchisees. Let's see how many people we can actually help in franchising. Now, if you're aiming for a certain turnover figure, so say in our example, I said $10,000 a month. Well, why not track that? You know, I think the easiest way to track that is, have you ever seen like at a hospital where they have a big thermometer out the front when they're doing fundraising and they color in that thermometer for the funds that they're raising, say they need to raise a million dollars and they color it in every time they get donations. So every time you drive by, you can see that the funnel is getting filled. Guess what? You can do the same thing in your business. Create a funnel and color it in. Every time you make a sale, you color it in. If you're in a retail outlet, at the end of the day, work out what your total turnover was for the day and color it in. It doesn't matter what it is. And I know this seems really basic and almost childish, but it works. It absolutely works. So to turn your numbers into something visual will really help you to grow and build your business. So before I finish up on this little episode today, I want to talk to you about what you would work on if you wanted to grow your business. So we've done those numbers, but there's certain things that you would work on first. So as an example, if you're an established business and you're not brand new, like you've already got leads coming into your business, the first area I would work on is your conversion rate. 
How can we improve our conversion rate? If you simply double your conversion rate, you'll most likely double your profit. You know, if you've got 30 leads coming in a month and you're looking for 10 customers, that's one in three. What happens if you built that to one in two? Well, instead of having 10 customers, you would have 15 customers. Can you start to see that that's a really simple way to build and grow your business? Conversion rate is a bit of a leapfrog strategy. It helps you to leap forward really fast. The other reason I really love working on conversion rate first is it costs nothing. I'm of Scottish heritage. I don't like to spend money. (laughs) I like to work on things and do them in a very economical way. Investing a little time in how you sell or how your team sell takes very little effort, takes no money whatsoever. Just helping people understand how to sell better will also increase your conversion rate. And I can tell you now in my top 10 tips, I'm going to talk about sales. So you want to check out that episode and it's scheduled for episode nine, the eighth of my top 10 tips to help you in franchising. So what I want you to think about first is how can we increase our conversion rate? It takes nothing to actually help a customer more, help them to make that buying decision. The second thing you want to work on is your average dollar sale. And usually the easiest way to increase your average dollar sale is to put up your prices. I find especially in service-based franchise groups that people have not put up their prices on their services in years. And so to actually put up their prices just by 5 or 10%, not even against all of their customers, just might be all their new ones, will actually start to increase their average dollar sale. Again, it costs absolutely nothing. The other thing, of course, to do in average dollar sale is to always remember your suggestive selling. You know, there's a company that does it the best and we all know that that's McDonald's. Would you like fries with that? Now, I don't know about you, but I worked at McDonald's when I was a teenager back in the days when they were introducing meals and people used to always laugh and say, oh, you always say, would you like fries with that? I can tell you right now, do you know how many people, when you said that to them, they would say, didn't I order fries? And you'd be like, no. Especially if it was a parent with three or four kids running around and they go, oh yeah, we need fries. So in actual fact, sometimes when you're suggestive selling, it's because the customer actually needs you to remind them, actually needs the suggestion. You're actually helping them, but it will also increase your average dollar sale, which will make a massive difference to your profit. But again, costs absolutely nothing to increase your average dollar sale. It's simply asking or putting up your prices. The third area you can work on in your numbers to increase things is your profit margin. So that difference between your turnover and the profit. What percentage of that turnover is yours to keep? Now, to be honest, most business owners are trying to save their way to more profit. They think by reducing their expenses, they're going to make more profit. You need to really stop and think about that because sometimes the best way to make more profit is actually to increase your sales, especially if you have a lot of fixed expenses. So say like a lease, you're not going to pay more on your lease because you have more customers. So as you grow your sales, you actually increase your profit margin because those fixed expenses are already taken care of. Don't immediately look and say, hey, I want to make more profit. How can I cut costs? That doesn't mean you should ignore that. Absolutely go through your expenses and work out where you're wasting money, where you could actually invest better rather than spending money. 
But at the same time, don't try and save your way to making more profit. I don't like the saying of, you know, you need to spend money to make money. I don't actually agree with that. What I like to say is you need to invest money to make money. And sometimes it's not even money you need to invest. Sometimes you need to invest some time to make money. So absolutely, look through your expenses and cut out the things that are not required, but don't cut out things that are an investment in your business. Don't all of a sudden say, oh, I'm spending too much on this marketing because maybe that's exactly what you need because that's bringing in the leads that brings you the business. So really consider when you're cutting your expenses, what expenses you're cutting. Finally, the last thing you work on is leads. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't work on your marketing at any point in time. But what it means is, is that out of the four things, it's the last one to work on. That is unless you're a brand new business. If you're a brand new business and you've got no leads coming in, well, it doesn't matter how good your conversion rate is. If you've got nothing to convert, you're not going to increase. So always be looking at your marketing and working on your marketing. And in my top 10 tips, I'm going to talk to you about marketing a little further. But what I want you to realize is, is that when you're, you're doing your leads and your marketing, it's the most unpredictable of the four. You know, you could have a, a great event set up and say you, you're putting on an outdoor fete and you can't wait, you're going to invite all of these people and you've got everything set up. But on the day that you do to have this fate, it absolutely buckets with rain and no one comes. There was nothing wrong with your marketing. There was nothing wrong with your strategy. There was an outside force at hand that actually made the marketing strategy not work. So just remember that as well, that, you know, leads doesn't mean you shouldn't be working on it, but it's the most unpredictable of the four. So I hope that's helped. Um, I really hope that you've taken in some things. Turn your numbers into something visual. It will help to keep you accountable to your goals and your targets. And then also have a play and see what would happen if I increase my conversion rate? What would happen if I increase my average dollar sale? What does that do to your profit amount? Because sometimes it's just the smallest little improvements in each of those four areas that will make you a lot more profit. And the other trick is, what are you going to do with that extra profit? Make sure that profit has a home, that you know why you're doing that profit. Because then that will make sure that it keeps you motivated to actually go out and do the things you need to do to make it happen. Business is not hard. It's certainly simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Don't overcomplicate your business. Don't overcomplicate your numbers. Know your basic numbers so that you know how to grow and build your business. Hope that's helped today. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to come over to the Profitable Franchisees website for more episodes of the podcast and to also grab your copy of the Profitable Franchisees Monthly Insider. It's not a standard newsletter. There's a monthly business lesson to really add value to your business and it's 100% free. You can get it all at www.profitablefranchisees.com. Can't wait for you to join us on the next podcast. <music>